Hi, this is Dr. Sean Handorp, clinical psychologist and health behavior expert, and this is the Motivation Made Easy podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you science-backed information, strategies, and inspiration to master your relationship with food so that you can feel in control of your habits, respect your body, and free your mind to focus on the things in life that truly matter. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I've had years of experience doing research and patient care in the field of weight management and eating disorders. So I've had the insider view on understanding what works and what we're getting very, very wrong. In this podcast, you'll find practical information and tips based on motivation science, interviews from experts, and stories from real people and how they've navigated their relationship with food. My goal is to empower you with information, inspire you to make changes that fit you, and feel 100% supported along the way. So settle in and make yourself comfortable, and get excited to learn and take action for a better, healthier, more energized life. Hi everyone, Dr. Sean Hondorp here, and I am so grateful that all of you are here. I'm so grateful that we launched the first four episodes, and I'm coming to you today with episode five, and this is going to be an episode somewhat in response to some of your great questions after the first four episodes. So settle in, and we're going to dive into some really important topics today in response to your listener questions. So some of you have asked some really amazing questions over the past week and even before then. So I think it's really important that everyone benefit from the answers. So I'm going to, before we dive in, just remind you that this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not mental health, medical, or any form of professional advice. So always consult with your medical team for that. So that said, let's dive in. One of the things I'm trying to do with this podcast is really help you benefit from the years of training I've had, and I've gotten to talk and receive training from some incredibly smart folks. So I've worked with renowned researchers in the field of eating disorders, obesity, I've worked with cardiologists, other physicians who really appreciate the power of lifestyle change and health psychology and eating habits and all the things. And I've worked with all these people. It's honestly kind of overwhelming to think about all these smart people I've worked with. And you know what? All of them do not agree. They don't agree with each other and they don't agree with me all the time. And maybe some of you listening have had different experiences or circumstances that have influenced your views about health, your weight, or the eating and that of people you love. And guess what? People get fired up about these topics because... Our health is a really big deal to us. It can allow us to feel really great or really crappy. And most of us want good health. And that's in quotes here because you get to define what that means for you. Most of us want, you know, good health for, again, whatever that means for you, not just for the sake of good health, but so we can show up in the world as the best version of ourselves. As you know, The world is a messy and confusing place. I think we can all agree it's very polarized, and this has only increased in the past year. Our brains were designed to evaluate and judge 
And man, do they do that really well. Clearly, our social isolation connection uh, via the internet primarily and social media has made things exponentially worse. And I've said this at the beginning and I'll say it again. As much as I believe in science and evidence, everyone and everything is biased. I'm going to be sharing with you here what I have come to believe and try to help you look at the big picture with your health. But I'm biased just like everyone else. And I think it's important to acknowledge that we're all learning and growing. And the scientific method is all about having a hypothesis and challenging it. So I just think it's important to have that mindset. My, because of this, my opinion continues to evolve and change as I grow, learn and get new information and have new experiences. Doesn't yours? I hope with this podcast to really create a community where we can all continue to learn and grow, gather new information about the topics we cover here and support each other. The reason I love and talk about self-determination theory so much is because it really provides a framework to me that makes sense. It's all about, I'm, you know, normally all about individual behavior change, but we do need to understand the context. As we talked about in episode one, there's the three key psychological needs for long-term behavior change, autonomy, competence, and relatedness. And relatedness is one that's, as a reminder, that's a feeling of connection or belonging with others. It's key, just like the other two. And it's a major part of understanding behavior change is understanding the environment. And if we go back to this really polarized society, sometimes it can be really hard to feel like you belong anywhere sometimes because things are so polarized. And this is true of health topics or anything, right? And this causes us a lot of stress when we feel like we don't belong. And so if you feel that way, just know you're very much not alone. I think one of the things of many things that Brene Brown says that resonates me with me is this idea of finding true belonging and what that means can be true, true belonging to yourself sometimes and following your values and what you think makes sense. And that can be what she calls braving the wilderness, right? It's tempting to sort of jump into one camp or the other camp and believe everything they believe. And yet that's sometimes then when we do that, we don't really learn and challenge ideas. So with all of that said, let's dive into the, some of the questions I've gotten this week. So many of the questions fell into a theme. So this is actually more of an amalgamation of several questions, not one listener question. Many of you asked me something to the effect of, can you move away from a diet mentality and be against dieting or anti-dieting while still wanting to change your body in some way? So some, this could be like changing your body by choosing something like weight loss or bariatric surgery or doing something else like intermittent fasting, you know, what's a diet mentality, what's not. So just to review, autonomy is one of the key predictors of long-term behavior change and it's kind of what we're going for when it comes to behavior change and motivation. And autonomy means freedom of choice without excessive pressure to behave or be a certain way. So given wherever you are with your health and your weight and you're eating right now, you get to choose once hopefully you're fully informed of all the pros and cons of any choice for your health 
including bariatric surgery and intermittent fasting, right? So that's just a reminder. Autonomy is all about giving accurate information and support without this excessive pressure of you have to do it this way. And again, as a reminder, I already said this, but my disclaimer, everyone's situation is different. So you always want to consult with a professional about any of these things. Always, always, always. But let's say you want to move away from a diet mentality because maybe you're convinced it's not helpful, but you're still considering bariatric surgery or maybe you've had surgery in the past. Can you still work on this? And would it be beneficial to get rid of the diet mentality? So I've worked with a lot of people in similar situations. And when I say a diet mentality, I'm really talking about this, again, all or nothing approach, or you're either good or bad. If you are bad, then we tend to just say, eh, never mind, throw up your hands. And diet mentality tends to exacerbate fluctuations in eating and feeling shame about your eating and really doesn't do anyone any good, right? A diet mentality almost always moves us away from autonomy because it's all about shoulds and external pressure. And, but I think it's important to say that you can autonomously decide to follow any eating plan because you want to, because you feel good about it, and or because it feels like the best choice for your life and your health. So an example would be someone who has had bariatric surgery who's stressing out because they heard someone say, you can never eat any bread after surgery. Like that's just not a, you shouldn't like someone has like that hard and fast rule that they've heard. And yet, and they, the person gets to decide and they get to sort of tune into their body about whether that rule should be applied to them. Right. Or whether or not they feel good. And so if they're fearful and really stressed about it and feeling a lot of shame about it, then that's external motivation, that's diet mentality. But if the person decides, it's not about whether they decide to eat the bread or not, it's about how they feel about it and why they made the choice. So if they decide, you know what, like I have some bread sometimes and I feel just fine about it and this is working for me, that's an autonomous choice. The same thing they could say, I don't feel very good when I eat this or I just don't want to have that. Or for some people it's, I'm just not going to have fast food anymore. And that choice feels autonomous. They're choosing it. No one else is telling them to do that. They're just like, I'm not going to do that, that this works best for me. Do you see the difference? It's not about the behavior. It's about how you think about it and how you feel about it. It's about moving away from shoulds and moving to, this is what works for me. And sometimes it's because I want to, and it feels good. And other times it's just like, this is just consistent with the person I want to be. This is how I want to live, but it's, you're choosing it that's autonomy. I think it's important to, to remember to consider the environment. The diet mentality is likely to get triggered in situations where weight loss is prized or really focused on, but this is going to depend on the person. And this depends on everyone has their own individual propensity towards that mentality. And some of us have it more than others. And so I think as you w move away from the diet mentality and develop more trust with yourself, your body, your choices, your hunger fullness, then it's harder to pull you away for, from that with that self-doubt. But we're all at a different point in that journey. And all of us, whether we know it or not, fall somewhere on that line of someone who's easily pulled back into that mindset or isn't. So it's something to consider. 
And so same, same question, you know, can I move away from a diet mentality and do something like intermittent fasting? Is it, you know, something we're hearing a lot about now? And basically, you could ask this question, can I move away from the diet mentality and still do X eating plan? And the other question is, the title of this podcast, can I move away from the diet mentality and still want to change my body? That gets a little more complicated because we're talking about thoughts, right? But if we talk about this specific behavior of whether or not you do a plan like intermittent fasting, you want to ask yourself these questions of why am I really doing this? And where did I get the idea that I should do this? And then if you try it, do you feel good eating that way? Does it fit for you? Does it fit your lifestyle, your preferences? Intermittent fasting, some people, you know, skip breakfast and they do it from a more restrictive mindset. Other people are like, no, I just, I like, I feel good this way. That's a big difference. And does it fit how you want to live? Does it fit your preferences? If someone absolutely loves eating meat, a fully whole food plant-based diet with, or a vegan diet probably wouldn't be a great fit for their lifestyle because guess what? Preferences matter and that's okay. So basically to sum up, I think you can move away from a diet mentality and still make eating changes. That's kind of what we're all about here is empowering you to make changes. And I shared my story last time about, I haven't, I moved away from a diet mentality a long time ago, but I still, I don't do any counting or anything, but I do not, I still continue to try to get more whole foods and plant-based meals into our life. So in many ways I'm focused on that. So it doesn't have to be only these extremes. And another question I've gotten is, understandably, I think when you're listening to a new podcast, you're trying to figure out like, what is this podcast? Is this a body acceptance, health at every size podcast? Or is this a plant-based podcast? Like what's happening here, Sean? What can I expect? And I I think that's a great question too. And I think right, well, I, I don't think I can put myself in any one of those buckets per se. I called it motivation made easy because I want to stay true to motivation theory and the science of motivation. Motivation theory means we respect autonomy and freedom to choose. I want you to have access to all the research and I want to make it as unbiased as possible. So some of those buckets I mentioned have really strong social movements and strong followings behind them and that's great. I think that it's important that, you know, social movements are very important. And I think it's time we continue to talk to one another who maybe has a different view from us and learn from one another. I don't think there's one way to health. I think it's individual. I want you to know, you know, that I think that the research vastly overemphasizes the impact of weight, the number on the scale on health. I'm not saying it's not a factor or not sometimes a sign of um, poor health when someone's gaining a lot of weight. But it's all I'm saying is I think it's just much smaller then we're made to believe and it's overemphasized. So if you made a big circle of what equals your health, weight's just like a little dot on there. And our habits, our relationships, our stress, our environment, all matters so much more than we talk about. I also want people to know the power of 
lifestyle change and improving disease risk independent of weight. So that's where, you know, the we're I'm going to be bringing on some really evidence-based nutrition experts to look at that, but independent of weight, we have so much control over our disease risk. So I want people to be empowered with that information. I think my biggest litmus test for determining whether a behavior is autonomously motivated is whether you would do it if the scale never budged. And if you can hear my dog in the background right now, I'm sorry. It's very annoying. He's a full floor up, but he is barking and it's quite annoying. But I'm going to say that again because I think that's really important. Whether or not a behavior is autonomously motivated, and it's not that you can't want to lose weight. We can't tell, and I said this before, we can't often like make you not want something that society so prizes. You're going to probably have those thoughts at times, but coming down to it, is it really asking yourself, like, would I do this if the scale didn't budge? Would I eat this way? Would I move in this way? And I've said that before, but I think it's a really good question to apply to any change we're making, right? Like intermittent fasting or like what's behind it? What are you doing it for? So just asking yourself. So I want you to be able to dig deep to your deepest values and reasons for change. I want you to think about your most important top reasons that drive you. I've created a a free download that you, if you haven't grabbed it, you can grab it at drhondorp.com forward slash goals. And it walks you through, and I do this regularly, reflecting on your most important values, picking the top one or two. And I'll give you a hint there that we list, I list it all in this PDF, the areas that you might value, but I will give you a hint like health's on there. But if you're like most of us, it's about relationships. Relationships are why we're here. And I'm driven to keep doing what I love with this podcast because I want to influence lives in a positive way. I want you to understand and feel free with how it can feel to be motivated by those internal factors versus the external ones. I want you to feel that. If you have kids, I want your kids to feel that. I want more people to feel intrinsic motivation and and uh, live a life that they are pumped up about and that's what keeps me going the impact on people I'm also driven to keep taking care of my health not because I want my cholesterol numbers to go down although that's good to see as a validation but I want as much fam family time and time with my loved ones as possible and as much energy and vibrancy and in the moment being present with them and that is obviously physical health but also emotional health right And so that's why I left a job that I wasn't able to really do the work that fulfilled me. And those are the reasons I eat and move the way I do. And do I get out of touch with that sometimes? Absolutely. I'm a human and I'm, I'm sure we all do. I know we all do. But that's also why it's important to kind of re clarify, re establish those values and those true reasons, the reasons that make you tear up, the reasons that get you choked up about if I don't make a change here, whether it's health, you know, eating or exercise or working less or, you know, taking a break so that you don't stress yourself and burn out, 
if I don't do that, then what, right? Like what's going to happen if something doesn't change? And that's how we determine our autonomous motivation. We dig deep. We figure out what really matters to us. So um, you can grab that free guide to do that. I think it's a nice way to walk you through the steps and then tie it to some health goals if you um, want to kind of make it concrete. So that's drhondorp.com forward slash goals. So check that out. But I believe that moving away from the diet mentality is helpful for you regardless of what your weight is now, regardless of what you choose to do to impact your health. I think the diet mentality, as I define it, is external and moving towards that internal autonomous motivation based on your values is essential. I also believe you deserve accurate information about your health and well-being, and I think there's a lot of biased sources out there. Like I said, I'm biased too. We all are. But I will continue to strive to be true to the evidence, which includes both scientific papers as well as real experiences of human people. (laughs) That is data too. What does Brene say? She says, stories are just data with a soul. So we'll go with that. I like it. Like I said, I also believe we vastly overestimate the number on the scale and we convince people that weight loss is essential for their health. And this, while I'm not saying weight loss might not be something that you want to pursue or that can help with mobility or other, you know, again, there's other things that weight influences, but I just think we overestimate it. So I'm not denying that there's a relationship there, but often this weight loss cycling just distracts us from the key things that factor into our health that we have a lot more control over, such as our stress level, our health habits, good medical care, healthy relationships. Well, we don't always have control over good medical care, but some of those other things, hopefully we have control over, even though I know that's not always the case and can be a privilege in itself. Just want to acknowledge that. I believe that moving away from the diet mentality, like I said, is useful for everyone, regardless of your weight. So just because you might be in a larger body doesn't mean that moving away from external diety motivation isn't beneficial to you. I think it's essential. And as I've said, I think everyone deserves information about the power of dietary change on disease risk. Plant-based eating is one that I talk about because there's a solid evidence base there. And that's as I've discussed before and I will be continuing to talk about. I also believe it's fully your choice what you do with your body and you deserve to do that without excessive pressure that you should be a certain way, eat or move in a certain way. Finally, I believe we have a long way to go to improve these things and how we do things. And I think that's going to involve having hard conversations about where we're failing and where we're failing people with regards to their health and then what we can do about it. So here's what I hope for you. I hope you can listen to this podcast. If you're finding it helpful and useful and supportive of your relationship with food and your goals, I also hope if it's not helpful to you at this time in your life that you not listen or take a break or find other information and source that better suits your needs. I hope that whatever health information you do take in, though, that you ask yourself some important questions like, who is the person behind this message? What's their motive? What do they have to gain? Does this plan sound like or feel like it's a good choice for me? Or am I doing it because of the external pressures or shoulds? 
as opposed to not actually deciding this is the right choice for me. So we'll continue to talk here about big, well-studied bodies of research, including the fact that our weight matters much less to our health than habits and other factors. And we'll talk about some of the research with plant-based eating and other nutrition, evidence-based nutrition. And I shared, you know, in the previous episode how I implement this in my life, but guess what? You could see this data and make a totally different choice. And that's 100% okay. So to sum up, I would like to close with a quote from one of my favorite shows, Friends. Hopefully there's some other Friends fans. So in this quote, Phoebe's talking to Rachel and asks her, is your boyfriend the boss of you? And Rachel says no. And Phoebe says, who is the boss of you? And Rachel, all scared, says, you? And Phoebe says, no, you are the boss of you. So my friends, listeners, just remember, you are the boss of you. You get to decide what to do with your body, how you approach your health. And I hope as a society, we can work towards giving people more autonomy in this way. For now, I hope you take a quiet moment to ask yourself, is this how I want to eat and move? Or is it how someone else told me I need to, because I need to look a certain way or because of body shame? Asking yourself what values or areas are most important to me and how does my health or my health behaviors, and again, that's eating or exercise, but also relationships, stress, and other things, How does that all fit in? And what does that look like in my specific, for my specific unique way, right? We're all going to be different. So I want to thank you for listening. Keep your comments coming. Keep striving to look inward and figure out what's going to work for you and trusting yourself to do that. So with that said, Signing off. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in today. Your time is valuable and it means so much to me that you're here. Despite the title of this podcast, many of our topics are not always easy. Change is hard and let's face it, life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable. That's why I'm grateful. Grateful for you and your willingness to listen, learn, and keep an open mind. I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com or finding me on Instagram at psychology.of.wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it. Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day.